Well, the US is careering towards a debt default unless they can push that ceiling higher. Will they do it in time? It's close this time, so there will no doubt be a lot of focus on that in the next 24 hours. But there's a heap of data too and more Fed speakers who are still divided despite more evidence of a slowdown happening in the US. Amongst the releases today, the minutes of the last RBA meeting, you know, the one where everyone was surprised when they thought they'd keep things on hold. So that's going to be an interesting read uh, if you like that sort of thing. It's Tuesday, the 16th of May, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a quarter percent fall in the US dollar this morning with a 0.8% gain in the Aussie, back up over 67 US cents. The pound up almost 0.6%, a quarter percent rise in the euro overnight. The Turkish lira fell half a percent to a record low, and that is saying something over the last year, isn't it? The reason is that the election over the weekend hasn't produced a result. There's now going to be a runoff vote on May the 28th, so markets obviously worried that Erdogan is going to be back in as a result of that. And bond yields pushing higher, another four basis points added to 10-year treasuries, the same for 10-year gilts in the UK and three in Germany and France. Aussie 10 years yesterday rose 10 basis points to 3.42% and another few basis points added on top of that on futures overnight. And US equities largely back on the up. The Nasdaq up 0.7%, a 0.3% rise in the S&P 500 at close and the DAX up 0.2%. The Russell 2000 also up 1.2% this morning. Uh, the Eurostox 50 closed down ever so slightly, whereas the FTSE 100 was up at almost a third of 1%. And the CSI 300 yesterday jumped back up at 1.6%. The Hang Seng up 1.8%. And oil up a bit this morning as well, around 1.4% for both Brent and WTI. Brent back over $75 a barrel. So, what of all that and the very busy day ahead? Here's NAB Sky Masters in Sydney. So, a little more optimism today. I wonder how much of this is down to the fact that Joe Biden is meeting with the Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. So we've got the concern about uh, the debt ceiling and whether it will be, will it, whether it will rise or not. But at least they're talking and trying to uh, nut out a deal. So has that given the markets a bit of optimism, perhaps? Morning, Phil. Uh, yes, I mean there there is there is a hope um, that a, a deal um, is is made um, sooner sooner rather than later as we head towards. Um, the X date of the 1st of June. But, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's, well, you're probably stretching it a bit to suggest that market movements reflect <laughs> that. Reflect, reflect that. But as we, um, as, we, as we get closer to it, though, I mean, it's going to become more significant, isn't it? If we go through today and tomorrow and it still looks like there's no resolution, then people are going to get nervous. Oh, 100%. Um, yes, definitely. I, I just sort of – I'm just trying to sort of couch the sort of potential risk on um, – Sort of price action overnight to to reflect optimism on on a on a um, a deal being made. I think is 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 a slight is a slight so what's, stretch. So what's, given um, so what's doing it, Sky? Really, nothing. Like it was a very quiet night overnight in terms of data and data and news flow. Um, yeah, you did have the, the two data prints: the um, eurozone industrial production and then the US Empire Manufacturing Survey. Both surprised um, quite significantly to the downside. Um, so both reports were quite weak, but only really had very limited impact on on market sentiment. Um, Treasury yields briefly rallied on the Empire Manufacturing Survey, but quickly retraced that um, and continued continued to head higher. But at the end of the day, you know, listening to you and and um, looking at the market movements, they're, they're pretty limited. You know, ten year ten year yields across. US, Europe and, and the UK up sort of between two and four basis points. They're, they're pretty small moves given what we've been seeing more recently in terms of bond markets. 
So a pretty, a pretty quiet session. Yeah, but the data we have seen is largely down, isn't it? So you mentioned the Empire State Manufacturing Survey, which did fall sharply in May. Business conditions down to a minus 31.8 from a positive 10.8 in April. So I guess markets retrace from that because it's fairly choppy, isn't it? But, it, but, it, but a big fall in new orders and shipments uh, coming out of this. And businesses are saying, you know, they expect very little improvement in the next six months. So, I mean, you could look at that and say, well, this is just add this to the list of, of slowdown indicators that we're seeing now. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you're right. Two points there that, you know, large fall, but it is, retru- you know, more than retracing um, the bounce that you saw in the in the previous month. Uh, and, you know, yes, you just add it to the list of manufacturing data, which is pointing to a slowdown in, in the US. Um, but also to your point, I think um, this indicator has been seen as quite noisy um, and, and it's sort of continued noise rather than sig- signalling anything anything new. And I think um, in terms of the way forward, I think that's, that's the issue for markets and central banks head, head going forward now is... Um, you know, you're going to see a mix of um, data prints going forward and, and there is going to be a little bit of noise in it and it's going to be very hard to, to gauge, um, you know, which way the economy is heading and inflation is heading and, and how central banks are going to react to that. And you're seeing that also in central bank commentary. It's starting to get quite mixed as well. You know, for, for a long period, we've had central banks all sort of telling you the same story. Um, whereas now it's starting to to diverge, um, yeah. and so well, within you know, central creating- banks, between banks and within them. So yeah, so Kashkari from Neil Kashkari from the Fed, as hawkish as ever overnight, wasn't he on the labour market? He said uh, we should not be fooled by a few months of good data. Inflation is still way too high, so he's obviously not in favour of a pause. But we had Bostic saying that you know if the vote was today, he probably would hold steady. Um, so you know, very divided Fed. Yes, but the point on Bostic is he di- he did um, point to you know he favours a pause, but he very much pushed back on market pricing of cuts. So uh, you know, it, it's that you know, are they going to pause? Are they going to tighten? When are they going to start cutting? Um, and you know, Bostic was you know not in two thousand twenty three, and you know, if they are going to come, the cuts it's well into two thousand twenty four. Um, because, you know, inflation is still is still too high. Um, and then, you know, you had Goolsby sort of maintaining his dovish, dovish, dovish tilt and he noted overnight that he, you know, nearly dissented at his last, at the vote at the last rate um, decision. Do they all get together and say, right, let's all go out and confuse the hell out of everybody by telling a different story? <laughs> uh, so there was a, a, the New York Fed also released a, uh, their quarterly household debt and credit report as well on, on Monday or overnight. So... Uh, a 0.9% increase in household debt in Q1. Uh, I'm not sure what we read into that, except, you know, interest rates going up. You wouldn't be borrowing by choice, you wouldn't have thought. So the fact that this is going up to its highest level ever perhaps means households, you know, feeling the pinch. Add that to the list of uh, slowdown indicators, perhaps. But to, and also uh, in the euro area, industrial production down 4.1% month on month in March. Uh, taking that's taken the uh, the year on year figure down to minus one point four percent in March from a positive two percent in February. So that seems like uh, I don't know how choppy these numbers are, but that seems like quite a fall from grace in one month. Yes, no, you know, as as I said earlier, that was you know, surprised to the downside as well. Mm. Um, I'm reading like that's the fourth weakest monthly print in that data series since it began back in in 1999. So. Um, yes, you know, a, a, a weak industrial production print out of out of Europe. But again, 
um, you know, looking at market pricing overnight, sort of limited impact um, to, to, to sentiment. So more, I guess, seen, being seen as just more of, more of the more same. More of the same. Well, let's give you even more of the same. So um, the service sector in New Zealand yesterday, the PSI, uh, from 53.8 in March, which is a downward revision from uh, 54.4, down to 49.8 in April. So the significance there, obviously, is it falls below 50. So the service sector in New Zealand... Uh, is in contraction territory now, thanks to a big fall in sales and new orders. So basically, a lack of consumer demand is is, is driving it, isn't it? Yes, and you know, I mean, the, the the weakness in the data is is sort of, I guess, all what what you expect to see as in you know in reaction to central bank tightening tightening policies. So, you know, I don't I don't want to sort of get too caught up in in um, in all the soft data prints. Um, yeah, in in terms of that, that, that's what you expect. Yeah, but it's reassuring, yeah, and- reassuring that it's happening, perhaps. And then it raises the question: you know, if you put all of these together, does that mean you know that we are reaching the, the the end of the run as far as central banks lifting rates? And I think you know, and and that's that's the question that everyone's asking now. Um, yeah, and and you, you know, that's why you're starting to see, um, you know, the the volatility in or increased volatility in in markets as as people try to gauge. Well, you know. Are they pausing? When are they pausing? Is the next move going to be a cut, or is, or you know, are they going to have to t- tighten policy again? So I guess in New Zealand, um, you know, the market there is still the expectation still is is that the RBNZ delivers one more twenty five basis point hike next week to take their cash rate to five fifty. Oh well, and beyond that, I mean, Westpac's got a new chief economist and. Uh they're announcing this morning, apparently. If you if you want to know what's going on with Westpac, just listen into the NAB podcast. Uh, he's uh, he's <laughs> forecasting six uh, percent by August and staying there for the rest of the year. So that is quite a call. Yep that that is that is a big call, Phil. But um, I have no idea what's behind his his call. But you can advertise Westpac if you like on the NAB podcast. <laughs> well, I'm saying you don't need to listen to Westpac. If you want to find out what they're saying, listen to us. And uh, <laughs> another example of that today because it's the Westpac Consumer Confidence Survey out today, and we'll talk about that uh, as well no doubt tomorrow morning but also the today we get the rba minutes from the from the may policy meeting and that should be an interesting read given that they surprised just about everyone in that meeting didn't they yes so that that will be you know interesting to look at that and and um sort of if it provides any more guidance in terms of um you know the rba's thinking in terms of you know inflation and and wages and and policy going forward um but you know you nab you may have have seen Phil, but NAB did revise their call on on the RBA yesterday, so we're now calling for one more one more rate hike by um, by the RBA, uh, and not not really saying which meeting. Like like they're, they're calling for July, but it's it's they're not certain that it's July, but definitely before August. Um, and this week's WPI report will be very important in terms of guidance as to whether that rate move does come um, next month or uh, in July. And the China slowdown, uh, how much is that happening? Uh, industrial production, fixed asset investment, retail sales, uh, all of that, a heap of data from China today, which obviously could have uh, some sort of influence on Australia. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so so all, all important data prints to 
as we gauge gauge the outlook and and the path for the RBA the RBA going forward. And let's just reel them off because there's so much, isn't there, over the next 24 hours? Because uh, we get retail sales for the US, uh, we get the April numbers today, and industrial production and the NAHBH housing market index. And uh, more Fed speakers, Williams and, and Mester, uh, amongst them. So a lot for the United States. And then the UK employment numbers, because the, the unemployment rate did kick up a little last time from 3.7% to 3.8%, but still historically low, of course, although it is where it was at the end of 2019, just before the pandemic, uh, when inflation was a long way from our minds. So I'm not quite sure what, what that tells us. Uh, and then Europe's GDP, Canadian CPI. So much data in the next 24 hours. That's got to, uh, and then we've got the speakers as well from the Fed and Christine Lagarde from the ECB uh, after their GDP numbers for Europe. So, I mean, plenty to drive the market one way or another. Well, for sure. and, and the debt ceiling. Don't yeah, and the debt ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, on, on that point, the um, discussions are ongoing um, uh, with between um, Biden and McCarthy, but, but, of, of note, I think, is that um, Biden is scheduled to fly out um, for the G7 meeting in Japan on Wednesday. So, um, you know, the expectation is that he, you know, you'd probably hope to see some developments um, before he, he leaves. And I have read that the White House has suggested that um, his subsequent trip to Australia, I didn't realise he was coming out here, and Papua New Guinea may be cut um, if progress isn't made at the White House talks. Right, so he may not mm. be coming. So he <laughs> it may not be coming, no. <laughs> Very well. Anyway, look, we'll keep track of all of that and that swathe of data we've got over the next 24 hours when we talk to Sally tomorrow morning. Yeah, good to talk, Sky. Thanks, Phil. Uh, that is Tuesday morning's Morning Call from NAB. I'm Phil Dobby. Back tomorrow morning. See you then. Thanks for listening.